0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits, and I'm bringing it to you real and unfiltered. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have such a good episode for you today. This is one of those episodes that as I was recording it, I was just like, yes, this is going to resonate with so many people. I think so many people will relate and find value in this. So I'm talking to Rachel Katzman. She's the co-founder of pvolv so she founded pvolv in 2017 after her quest to ease the pain from high impact workouts and scoliosis led her to discover the power of functional movement which we talk a lot about in this episode and since then it's grown into a global omni-channel fitness brand backed by a clinical advisory board with three studio locations and franchise opportunities worldwide as a female founder she is continuing to evolve the method to meet women's needs. She's constantly raising the standard for women's health and fitness. And we talk a lot in this episode about how her experience led her to be really intuitive with her body. And I think that's something that so many people struggle with. And it's something that she brings into Pvolv. And so we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about what functional movement really is, how to be intuitive when it comes to exercise and other lifestyle choices and how to tune into yourself, which is the hardest part of having an intuitive approach to lifestyle. And we talk about why it's okay to not be okay. And a lot of other things I'm going to stop rambling and summarizing and just let you guys listen. We do have a code for Pevolve. If you guys want to check it out, you can use the code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E, and you'll get 20% off your first purchase. So with that, enjoy the episode. So there's so much that I want to cover today. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Pevolve and what it is and its evolution and I want to hear like how you manage running a business and balancing that and wellness and all of the things. But to start out, why don't you just tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do?
0: Yes, yeah, so my name is Rachel Katzman. I co-founded Pevolve back in 2017. That really was like my first experience in the working world. Um, I was young. I was 23 years old. And I just really had this aha moment that really you know, changed my life and you know, prompted me to start this amazing fitness business. Can you talk about what that aha moment was? Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I didn't really grow up active and, you know, early twenties, I was like, okay, wow. My body doesn't feel or look the same as it did back in high school. So I guess I got to start taking care of myself (laughs) and I just started bouncing around, you know, the New York city fitness scene. And number one, I hated working out. It was like, oh, I have to go work out. (laughs) I just hated it. Number two, I wasn't seeing like the physical results that I was looking for. And number three, I was in so much pain and I found out I had scoliosis and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to push through this pain. And I then met my soon to be, uh, First was my trainer, then was my husband, then co-founder and then ex-husband. But we, you know, he really kind of introduced me to functional movement. I had no idea what that meant. You know, I did high intensity and Pilates and he introduced me to this world that I didn't have to really break my body down to see results, you know, lightweights, resistance, and really how to engage certain muscles and educating me on my body, And my whole life changed. I quickly saw those physical results, but more importantly, my back pain went away. My, you know, I just felt open. I didn't realize how kind of wound up and tight I was. And like, I was walking around with so much tension, everything from in my ankles and my feet and my hips. And it's like, you almost don't realize what that feels like until it releases. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, like, I just I felt connected to myself like I looked good, I felt good, and I was like we have to do this. Like there's so many women who need another way to work out. So, you know, we set out to launch to launch P-fall, and here we are.
1: I think that there is this misconception that like working out should be really hard. Like Obviously, you should challenge yourself, but I think that people feel like they have to like beat themselves into the ground in order to see results, whether that's through, you know, high intensity or like whatever it is. And I, I've definitely had that same experience. Like, if you know my story, you know that I used to do BBG. I was like, BBG till I die. (laughs) Nothing wrong with BBG. But for me, it was like so unsustainable. My body just could not handle it, but I felt like that's what I had to do. I had to be drenched in sweat with every workout. I had to be super sore. I had to be exhausted afterwards. I had to do tons of cardio, like all of the things. So what is the difference between that? And not to say that those things aren't good for some people, everybody is different, but what's the difference between like what you were doing and then the more functional movement, like you mentioned, like what what is the definition of functional movement?
0: Well, I would say first, like, I feel like we're and I'm starting to see it now, but back then it was really, like, we have to start to retrain our brains. What is like mm-hmm. working hard mean? You know, mm. I, I did a workout this morning. I worked really hard but I wasn't, you know, doing a million jumping jacks and doing all these burpees (laughs) and jumping five feet in the air and, you know, doing things that don't serve me, how I live my day-to-day life. So functional movement is, you know, when you're really, you're moving your body functionally, you're replicating moves that you do in you know, day-to-day life. So In PVOL, there's a lot of, you know, overhead reaches and I'm moving my arms, like, as I'm talking, (laughs) like you're reaching up and you're really lengthening, stretching your body, but that's also replicating when you go to pick something up off a high shelf. And, you know, we do... A lot of working around the glutes and building the glutes up, so that when you go to pick up, let's say, a heavy box, you're not, you know, putting that in your low back. You're really driving up from your glutes. So, I would say, you know, there's a time and a place for if you want to pick it up a notch. But really, I have personally found, and like a lot of our members have found, is when you really get to know your body and listen to what is asking for, and you're giving it that type of movement day to day. That's really when those kind of you know, sustainable longevity, like results really come into play.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were talking about that, that's what I was thinking. Like, I feel like, yeah, there is a time and a place for some of that other kind of exercise, but what is it doing for you in the long right. term? You know, I, I would argue it might be kind of counterproductive, where it might be kind of breaking you down a little bit for the long term, where you are going to then sustain injuries and have different aches and pains. And you mentioned like tuning into yourself and into your body. And this is something that people ask me all the time because I've been through all the phases where I've been super rigid and not intuitive at all with exercise and like and diet, forcing myself into this box and not to get into my whole story, but like I got to a point where my body was breaking down. I really couldn't function and I had to learn how to be intuitive. Mm -hmm. But people always ask like, how? what are some steps to take to be more intuitive with their bodies and with their health and be able to, to hear what their body is telling them and know what to do on any given day? Do you have any tips for people who are struggling with that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say start small. Like for me it started with exercise. You know, I think when you try to, okay, I'm going to really listen to my body today, everything from eating to exercising to sleep, like it's it's just too much. So I would pick mm-hmm. one thing and it's a lot of trial and error. And I think, you know, yes, it's great to listen to friends and family and different leaders, but also what works for that person isn't going to work for you. And I think mm-hmm. when it comes to movement, You have to find something you love that your body, it feels good during and after, because then you'll start to crave it. You'll want to do those things. And I think start small, whether it's 10 minutes, you know, a day and just, okay, did that feel good? Did that class feel good now with streaming? I mean, it's, you don't have to go to a 55 minute hour class anymore. Mm -hmm. You can do little five minute, 10, whatever you have time for, and just take note. Did I feel good during that? Do I have energy? Did that nourish my body or did that deplete me? Do I feel, am I starving after? Can I not go on with my day? You know, for me, movement should really nourish you and lift you up and give you energy.
1: That is such a good way to put it that it should that it should feel nourishing. It shouldn't feel depleting because back to like what we were talking about in the beginning, I feel like people think that you should feel depleted after you work out in order for it to be effective. And you're right. Like now I feel like with kind of the shift to digital and streaming and stuff like that, we've kind of gotten a lot of our time back where you can do something where it's like 10, 15 minutes. And I think that so many people say like, there really is no secret. Like it's about consistency and nobody wants to hear that because it's not like the sexy answer really. But even like professional athletes, like everybody just says you just have to be consistent. And that's such a, good way to practice consistency by starting small and like starting with a five or 10 minute workout. And even though it might not
0: feel like much, it does add up over time. Totally. And know, it's like, there's no quick fix, right? Like you're in this for the long haul. It's your life. You have one body and it's Mm -hmm. your health and you, you do want to start small. You want to create those habits because it all like exactly what you just said. It pays off long-term.
1: Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to rewind and go back a little bit to the origin story. You yes. mentioned your he was your trainer and then your husband and now you're soon to be ex-ex-husband. Ex-husband. Ex now. <laughs> <Ex-now>? Okay. <laughs> so once you guys decided like we should do this, how did you turn Pvolve into what it is today?
0: You know, we, it was really down dirty. It was let's six months, let's open up a small gym. He was at a previous gym and we opened up our own studio. And I was like, let's just see if people come. You know, do they want to work <laughs> out in this new style of movement? And, you know, down dirty, no money, as bare bones as we could. And just it grew. You know, every month it was getting busier and busier. And I was doing all the emails and the social and everything. And women from all over the world were just writing in on Instagram, like, can I Skype into a class? Can I do a personal training session? And I was like, okay, well, you know, we can't scale this with just this little studio in downtown New York. So let's like put this online. And I ended up, you know, finding someone who would become my business partner through a family friend. And we had this idea for a piece of equipment. And I really thought, you know, the fitness market was saturated back then, not as it is today. Mm -hmm. But I really felt if we had, you know, this this piece of equipment that was new and unique coupled with our new methodology, that would really kind of help break through the noise. So we launched with our P-Ball on-demand platform and a studio in New York. And I mean, just down and dirty. Like I taught myself how to edit all of our videos. There was no cameras, (laughs) there was no microphones. And it was like the smallest team ever and just kept iterating and evolving. And really that first like six months was just test and learn, you know, try new things, see if the response was there. And when we really started to grow, you know, our member base and like Organically grow through word of mouth. It was like we need to now bring on other trainers and you know soon to be even doctors on to help evolve this method further to the method you know and all the classes and content you see today.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I feel like every successful founder that I've had on the podcast has created something out of necessity for themselves, like something that they couldn't find, and they all kind of. Did it themselves. It wasn't like they had this idea and then they pitched it to investors and the investors took it and ran and they didn't do anything. Like they, they all kind of have that similar, that like thread that runs through all of your stories where like you were doing everything in the beginning. And I feel like that's probably so rewarding as your business grows because like you put that work in. And I'm curious, like what were. Maybe some of your biggest mistakes, or I'm sure you wouldn't look at them as mistakes now, but <laughs> what were some of the biggest challenges that you had in the beginning and and lessons?
0: I would say for me personally, definitely don't look at them as mistakes because all failures, you need to fail to learn for sure. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I would say communication. You know, mm. I was young. And I was never a good communicator, even in my personal life. I didn't like conflict. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go near any of that. So for me, as the team grew, you know, I needed to learn how to have a conversation with someone. And just because maybe I disagree with them or I want to bring up a point, it it doesn't have to be conflict. You know, we can have a healthy conversation because I was also so used to doing everything myself. And then once we started hiring people and I would have to like, let some of that go, you know, oh, do you like this picture? Do you... No, no, I don't like it. Well, why? No. <laughs> and I would like, use your words. You know, I really had to learn how to like, articulate my thoughts and really, you know, learn how to communicate. And I think it's, it's really helped me both professionally and personally, honestly. mm mm-hmm. I'm
1: laughing because I've had to outsource like so much definitely last year and then this year. And it's hard. I feel like it's hard in that transition when Mm -hmm. you start having a lot of people working for you to because it's almost like even though they're doing a lot of the work, you're still kind of responsible for that communication aspect. And I'm the same way. They'll be like, okay, I'm sending this for approval. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So hard. It's like it adds another layer to the to the. Job and the responsibilities that I yeah. think is difficult. So, when, what year did you guys start Pvolve? 2017. Okay. Yeah. I remember when it first came out, it was like huge. What do you attribute? That kind of rapid success too. I mean, do you think it was marketing, word of mouth, just right,
0: right thing, right time? I would say a combination of all of it. You know, mm-hmm. we launched and we had a lot of, you know, model influencer clientele at the time. And, you know, I think a lot at the beginning is you give a lot away for free. You know, <laughs> you, yes, you he he'll, he'll train this person, she'll train that person, come in, packages, here you go, posts. I mean, you just give a lot away just to get, you know, your name out there. And I think we said yes to a lot, a lot of things, you know, whether it was Mm -hmm. pop-ups or partnerships. And I had no idea how we were going to make it happen, but we just said yes. And we wanted to kind of be everywhere. And we did invest, you know, a lot really in marketing at the beginning and I think we did a lot of things to kind of make us appear bigger in that initial mm-hmm. phase. Like I remember early days, we did this Subway campaign in New York City. We didn't really see, you know, dollar return, but we did then have big brands calling us to then want a partner. And I think you just got to grind and hustle and, you know, hit the pavement and just don't take no for an answer.
1: Mm-hmm. I think th- those are good points for anybody who has a business to hear like the the aspect about giving it away for free because i think so many people feel like you have to be charging for everything making money and of course it's a balance but yeah. in order to get where you want to be that's so important and then also i like that appearing bigger than <laughs> you are yeah you, <laughs> it's like a psychology thing people totally. you know they want to see that you're i don't know legitimate mm-hmm. right exactly so i know that the business has pivoted during covid obviously COVID kind of changed the landscape for, I think, a lot of fitness. And like we were saying before, you know, people don't have to go to classes or studios necessarily anymore, go to gyms. How, how did COVID affect p and how did you guys evolve with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we were lucky that we were set up already with our digital, you know, platform. Definitely, you know, all production had to stop. We've pivoted, sent our trainers cameras, lights, everything. So they could film content at home, you know, started our live classes so that we really could foster a community and the trainer could see you. You could, you know, if I said, Hey, why don't me and you join the 8am tomorrow, we could take class together. But I think also just, you know, the whole company kind of shifted. I mean, personally, I was, I personally was going through a lot divorce. I got diagnosed with Lyme disease and, I personally had just my own evolution of wanting new types of classes, more restorative recovery classes. So we started developing a lot of that. And I, you know, through everything I personally was going to, I really did a lot of like inner work of really connecting internally to myself. And I wanted to bring that to the company. And I think, I think during COVID, you know, everybody was so used to like this grind, like wake up, go to work, come home, wake up, go to work, come home. And me too, I was in the city, that was my life. And once all that kind of stopped, it was like, I don't feel good. And I think a lot of people were like, my body doesn't actually feel good. Like my back hurts, my shoulder hurts. Like that Mm -hmm. isn't normal to feel this way. And so Mm -hmm. we saw a lot of that from our community as well and wanted to, you know, have classes for them and have a lot of educational content for them. And like, you don't have to live in pain. And so even just from a visual standpoint, you know, we really wanted to kind of undergo our own transformation and really start talking about and visually, you know, representing how we feel this method really plays such a critical part in that kind of inner connection to your body. It is, you know, very mind to muscle. I always say, as you do this method, it gets harder and harder because that mind to muscle connection is stronger. And we just saw like such a really great response from our community of, I think people really want a connection and to feel connected to each other and also to themselves, you know, and I think that kind of, you have one body and your health is everything. It really became so apparent to people, I think during covid
1: yeah, for sure. I think so many people reevaluated everything that they were doing and really started to think about their health and yeah. started to think about how, you know, longevity and and sustainability and how to treat themselves well in a way that's going to serve them for a long time. And that's something that I love about Pevolve is that mind body thing. Like I get super overwhelmed, I deal with anxiety here and there and like something about like you said that mind muscle connection not only feels good really physically, but mentally Mm -hmm. too. And that's something that I don't get with other workouts. And again, like some people might, you know, if they're lifting weights or whatever, but for me, it's like so grounding. That's the only way that I could describe it.
0: And exactly, like when I said I worked hard this morning, like Mm -hmm. I was so in that workout and I was like, okay, like squeeze and hold it. And like my (laughs) butt was shaking and I was just like, oh my God, like it's almost like, a meditation to me. yeah. And it's so like, you just walk out of there and you're like, fuck yes. Like that just felt so like my body's burning. Like my back feels open. My hips feel open. Like I'm ready to go and get on this podcast with you and like start my day.
1: (laughs) I can't wait to do it after. I feel like I need that.
0: (laughs) You mentioned your Lyme
1: diagnosis. I was curious if you could talk about that and kind of talk about like how how you felt and how you then navigated and maybe changed your approach to wellness with that diagnosis.
0: Yeah. I mean, that changed everything for me. I think prior to that, you know, was I a hundred percent healthy? No, I think it made me realize I was very surface. I mean, I definitely was working to. I could work, 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 crash, work, 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 crash and mm-hmm. repeat and keep going. But for me, you know, I... It was like overnight I woke up and I just didn't feel in control of my body in terrible night sweats, like changing my sheets three times a night. Didn't even know how that was possible. (sighs) Muscle, couldn't get out of bed, brain fog, I mean, everything, and started making all my rounds to doctors. And once I got that diagnosis, it was almost like I could breathe because I wasn't like, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. I know there's something mm-hmm. wrong with me. And now what do I do? And so, you know, I went kind of on that course antibiotics, supplements, IVs, but it was very, again, surface. It was good week, bad week, good week, bad week, good week, bad week. And I think I almost, my my mind was very like oh i can't do that i have lyme disease oh i've you know and that like my diagnosis became who i was and so it really wasn't till last summer that i found this like amazing kind of like spiritual healer therapist who was amazing and really working with her you know it's like my diagnosis doesn't define who i am and mm-hmm. i was going through a lot i mean it was COVID, I was running a business. I was getting divorced from my co-founder. And I think all those things is really what contributed to me, like going down as hard as I did. And I really found once, you know, I had to deal with those for me to really start to heal and for me to really start to feel better. Um, You know, combination of all that kind of like healing work with IVs and different therapies um, has gotten me to a really good place today, but it's a journey and it's, you know, you definitely, there's some things you have to change, but I also think it's the the mindset to me has played such a big part of like, it's okay. Maybe if I can't do the same things as I used to Mm -hmm. do, like prior to this, like I'm evolving I I want to evolve. I want to change. I want to adapt. I want to learn and grow. And this is just a part of my story. And It can also, you know, be for the better and be positive. And even, you know, connecting with so many of our members who've had similar things and just knowing that you're not alone has been really helpful as well.
1: Do you know when you contracted Lyme disease? Like, was it in the middle of all of that?
0: Yes, I was out in the Hamptons and I I actually found the ticks on me. Oh, So I was very lucky in that sense. And like literally three months later, three and a half months later, okay. like boom, went down. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we're feeling better now. <laughs> I think it's so important for people to hear
1: that, like, you kind of have to work, you have to work on all of it. Like you can't just do the physical piece mm-hmm. like there. and And I think so many people are dealing with so much, you know, especially the last few years and I think that that's such like an overlooked piece of the puzzle, like having to do the internal work, having to deal with the emotional stuff in order to like really not, I hate this word, but to like really achieve a balance, you know, like you can't just overlook that stuff because it will manifest in ways
0: and make you sick somehow, like your body will tell you somehow. (laughs) I, I mean, you know, I think for me, like one of my big lessons was also, it's okay to say I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if I think, you know, even prior to starting this company, but specifically during the company, I always put myself last and it was always like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yep. 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 And I couldn't, you know, I was lying to myself. Right. And then I'd crash and I'd, okay, I'm fine. And I think it was my body, like, girl, you are not fine. Like you need to slow the fuck down <laughs> and like take care of yourself. And it's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing okay. Give me a second. It's not a good day. Tomorrow's a new one. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so happy to see more of these conversations and more of these topics are getting talked about, you know, specifically Mm -hmm. during this time and making it welcoming and very open for people to kind of have these conversations and to really, you know, talk about these things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You kind of mentioned it earlier, but I think that's like the kind of. Worshiping of the grind culture is a little, is changing a little bit because it's different now than it was a couple of years ago. And I think it will continue to be different. I don't think people are going to go back to their offices Monday through Friday, you know, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. or whatever. And like, I think there is more of an openness and like a vulnerability around, like, how are you really doing? And how can you achieve like a, a higher quality of life? So, how do you? Balance all of these things, like your health, you know, running a business, running a business with now an ex, if you're willing to talk about that, like that's a lot. Yeah. So, how do you balance all of that, like in a healthy way?
0: Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's all about priorities. I think balance was always the word I personally struggled with. But for me, (laughs) what really worked for me was priorities. So, like, And definitely as the team grew, it was, you know, easier for me to prioritize, you know, personal things back Mm -hmm. then it would have been probably more challenging, but now, you know, if I need to go to a doctor appointment and, and a meeting comes up, like, no, my doctor appointment is priority because if I'm not well, like I'm not going to show up well for everybody else, you know, Mm -hmm. movement in the morning, non-negotiable calls after five 30. No like, no, 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 I don't work well. I need to eat dinner. I want to get on the couch. I want to watch reality TV and zone out and like play with my animals and go to sleep. And so I think Mm -hmm. there's certain things like saying no, is it a bad thing? You know, it can be really good. And just like out of the whole day, if I have a million, like what is priority that I have to get done today, both personally and professionally, it's taken me, a long time to get there, baby steps along the way, and working with my ex. You know, he no longer is involved in PVL, and got it. I think that, you know, was also one of the hardest things I've gone through, and mm-hmm. we just really at the end of the day wanted two different things, both personally and professionally. But I think, you know, a lot of that. Once again, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Even mm-hmm. with my internal team, you know of maybe hiding a little bit of what was going on. And once I was really able to just be like vulnerable and open and honest, Mm -hmm. I felt like that kind of like all that just like weight, just like went off my shoulders and kind of shattered that. And then like a lot of the healing could begin, but it's, it's a battle every week and you just gotta, you know, know what you need to get done on those days. Mm -hmm. Do you have tips for people to kind of balance like
1: productivity with taking care of themselves like are there certain things that you do like are you super organized with your calendar like do you have a set routine you mentioned not working after like 5:30 what are some of the boundaries
0: that you have around like your work life balance calendar 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 you know <laughs> i even i love to schedule my workouts and if it's kind of not scheduled i'll miss it also mm-hmm. i still love to write things down like I love having my to-do list and like, oh, crossing it Same. out. It just feels yeah. so good, right? <laughs> so much better like pen to paper than yes.
1: in the phone too. I, like I know because
0: like then I'll have a million notes. I'm like, where did all these yeah. go? And I think one thing that has been really helpful for me, especially now work from home, I was struggling just sitting down at the desk all day staring at the computer, just meeting Mm -hmm. after meeting, after meeting, after meeting. So I have like, if I have two hours of meetings, give me a 10 minute break. I just want to like walk around. I want to go outside, breathe in fresh air, take, you know, if I don't have to look at anything, I'll go for a walk, walk and talk as we like to call it at PVOL. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think just knowing what your limits are you know, like for me after that 5.30, I'm not, I'm not good. And like, I know other people in the company are like that too. So like, let's just make a rule or like Fridays, let's really try not to schedule meetings after one o'clock. And we actually just started Tuesdays and Thursdays. We don't start meetings till 11 AM Eastern. Cause we really want to mm-hmm. give that morning for people to actually work. I mm-hmm. think now, you know, with work from home, it has become meeting, 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 meeting. Because you're not in person with people, you know, and there's, so, you know, giving people just a chance to breathe and just like take a moment, get everything together is found to be more productive for us.
1: I like that Friday rule. I front load my weeks. So like Monday, Tuesday are usually like, like kind of a grind. Yeah. Wednesday, you know, I'll kind of schedule it so that on Fridays, I pretty much have nothing on my calendar. Sometimes I have like a meeting with my managers in the morning and then I can fill in whatever I need. But for the most part, like it just makes for me, like makes the week so much more totally manageable. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the like wellness non-negotiables? Like what are the pillars of wellness for you? Ooh,
0: hmm. it's, I mean, I would just definitely say Cooking. Like I just like mm-hmm. I have to cook all my own food. And mm-hmm. I just I love it. Eating early. I love eating mm-hmm. early. I like going to <laughs> bed early. And that's okay. You know, obviously if What's it's early for you. Oh my God. I mean, I could eat at like five or five fifteen. Yeah. And that's then, when I eat too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's eight o'clock and I'm already like mass, skincare on sleeping by nine, nine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I love it. Obviously if it's a special occasion or I'm on vacation or something like, yeah. great. Don't have to follow that. But that's just, you know, what i found for me, it really helps wake up early. And just like, I like having that hour in the morning to myself, trying not to look at my phone of just, you know, hot water and lemon, getting organized, prepped for anything I need to make that day, juice, smoothie, whatever. And then I like go into my movement and then I go into my day. Also like facials, like I have to get a facial and I've really, really been loving getting weekly IVs right now. I just found that it's kind of helped me just like maintain where I'm at.
1: Mm -hmm. Are you a morning or a nighttime routine person if you had to pick one? uh,
0: I mean, (laughs) I'm really lucky. Like (laughs) I live by myself. I don't have kids, so I kind of can be both. Probably morning. Like, I just feel like your morning sets you up for the day. You know, I find yeah. that if I'm too rushed in the morning, then I'm just like very anxious for that first meeting or I'm late. And then I'm it just like snowballs into the yeah. next. So definitely morning.
1: Well, you mentioned you listened to the podcast. So you probably know this question, but I like to ask my guests one thing we should start doing today and one thing we should stop doing.
0: Okay. One thing to stop doing is, you know, comparing yourself to others. It's mm-hmm. so hard. You know, I want to do exactly what she's doing. I want to eat like that. I want to work out like that. I want to look like that. I want to dress like that. And that's great. Find inspiration, but mm-hmm. you know, start doing you and like really getting to know yourself. Cause that is like the most powerful thing, you know, once you can do that and it's, your whole life will change. You know, you'll feel good, you'll look good, and I think that has been like the personal biggest game changer for me.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, where can everybody find Pevolve and find more information and all of that? And we'll link it here too, of course. <laughs> yes,
0: you can find Pevolve at Pevolve and Pevolve.com. Amazing! Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.